the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, good morning, everybody. Good morning, good morning. Four minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock, and my name's Mark Salem. For the next two hours, you're kind of stuck with me. We're talking about car and car repair issues. And if you have a question about a car repair, um, any kind of question at all, then it's wide open, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Kurtz Auto Repair. You see, a long time ago in 1988, I created something that's called the best car repair shops in Phoenix. And I have a lot of shops that are on that list and have been there for decades. They're really good, and I've already checked them out for you. And to put my to, to put you at ease, here's my promise. <clears throat> if one of the shops, like Kurtz or anybody else, has a problem, then they're the customer is told to file a nice complaint with the Better Business Bureau, and whatever the Better Business Bureau says, we're going to accept. If the Better Business Bureau tells the shop to make a refund or to fix the car and the shop refuses, two things happen. Number one, I kick them off the list. Number two, I'll pay the pay the fee up to 5000 or I'll fix the car up to 5000 So since 1988, I've never had to do that, and that gives you an idea of what kind of guys these are. But Kurtz is up at I-17 in Bell. He's a good guy. He's been around since 1987. He has master technicians all over his shop. And the most important part about all of this is is he knows the difference between right and wrong, as most of my shops do, as all of the shops do. So if you live up in the I-17 in Bel Air and you don't have a repair shop, may I suggest an oil change at Kurtz? Might not be a bad idea to see how you like them. So I want to tell you, um, I had a lady call, and she said, um, I'd like to have a rear-view mirror replaced on my driver's door, but I'd like to buy it myself. And I was wondering if the shop that I have picked, and she told me who it was, um, would do it with I bring my own parts. And this is an issue that we deal with all the time. My response to her, and I'll tell you exactly what I said to her, I said to her, it's okay to ask. Now, some shops have a strict rule that says, no, we're not going to install the customer's part. And some shops say, like my shop, we'll let you do it one time. You don't want to do it when the part costs $30 and the markup might be $5. <laughs> you don't want to do it then. You want to do it when it's a, the part's $800 <laughs> or something like that. And you want to be careful because you don't want to use up your favor. Here's the problem from the point of view of the shop. So the lady uh, or a man, whatever, brings the part and we take it apart, and we go to put the part on, and it's wrong. It doesn't have a bolt here, or the thread is reversed here, or it's for a different engine. And now all of a sudden, the car is going to live in our bay until the customer picks up the car, uh, picks up the part, 
and sends it back where they bought it on the internet and then turns around and brings it to us. So we've lost a significant amount of time, and of course the car is now growing uh, roots in the bays. So that happens a lot, and there's real there's no real guarantee that you're going to get the right part until you get the old one off and match it up. So if the alternator says you have to take it off to get, figure out that it's got on the back of it where you can't see it, it says 70A, that's a 70-amp alternator, and then they bring you one that says 35A, it's a 35-amp alternator. You don't know that that alternator is wrong until you get the old one off. And then you can see what the numbers are on the back. So that's part of what we're supposed to do a good and do a good job as. But it's it's not a it's not a harm, and there's no foul to ask. Now there's sometimes we have a brand new customer that wants to bring an expensive part. Like we actually had one that wanted to bring an engine, and we politely declined that. On the other hand, we've got customers that have been with us for 20 years, and I remember one time a young man that was in college had damaged his car, and his father had sent him the part. And I said, sure, I'll put that part in, but don't take advantage of the yes now because it'll be no from now on. But yes, I'll do that because your father sent you the part. I'll put it on. No no big deal. And so that's kind of how it works. In addition to that, my life's been kind of exciting <laughs> just from car repair in general. And there's a whole lot of misconceptions about car repair, but the most important part is is if you have a problem with the shop, if you have your old parts and you have the receipt, that's an important part of your dispute resolution process. If you don't have the old parts and if you don't have a receipt, it's going to be an uphill battle. It's going to be a really bad uphill battle for the customer. And so that's really what it's all about is, is I'm trying to protect you. It's important that you have the old parts, and sometimes they'll say to you, the shop will say to you, You'll have to pay the core charge. And let me explain what that is. We ordered an alternator for your car, and it's a rebuilt alternator, and there's nothing wrong with rebuilt alternators. Uh, all of us sell rebuilt parts a lot because oftentimes the new parts um, are a significant amount of money. So, And we all have faith in certain rebuilders that provide parts to us. So anyway, it's a rebuild part, and they want the old part back. They want your old alternator back, and maybe there's a $30 core charge on the alternator. So the customer wants to save the alternator for some reason. So they have to pay the $30, but most of us will take that alternator back in a month or two. So maybe the customer wants to make sure that the part fixed the problem. So in a month or two, the customer comes back and says, here's the alternator. Well, it's no problem for us to go back and look at her her uh, her work order and figure out where we bought that alternator and then we just return it and we get our $30 or $35 back. That's how it typically happens. I don't know of a shop on my list and many other shops that aren't on my list that can't handle the request for a, car, a part to be given back to the customer um, and be able to deal with the core charge. Now the sin is is that the core charge is $30 and we want 100 that's the sin. The reason that's a sin is is because we're trying to change your mind and giving you a big number so that you don't get the part back. Then, if you say you want the part back, there's always a possibility that they're going to give you a part that didn't come off your car. And frankly, that's pretty easy for us experts to determine in a rather quick hurry. So if we're hired by law enforcement or we're hired by an insurance company or we're hired by a lawyer then finding out, handing us a part and say, does this part fit on this car? Is this the part that's supposed to go on the car? Then the idea is, is that with the VIN number, I can answer that question in a heartbeat. 
Now, many of you might say, well, it's easy to give me my, you know, an alternator back and I'm not going to know it. Well, here's the problem with the idea that I can give you the exact alternator from another car. I'm not going to have another car like yours in, but, but maybe once or twice a month. So if you have a 1991 Honda Accord, it's it's likely not I'm not going to have that car in very often. And 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 it's no different even with the newer model cars with the wide variety of drivetrains and two-door, four-door, V6, four-cylinder, automatic manuals, um climate control, automatic transmission or automatic air conditioning, uh, manual air conditioning, all those things are variables and me having the same car is not and frankly, me hanging on to an old water pump hoping to take advantage of somebody is is something that I typically wouldn't do, and most shops wouldn't do it either. So I would say that 80% of the shops out there are playing the game the way it ought to be played and being fair to their customers, and there's probably 20% of them out there that are typically new to our industry, are typically upside down in the money end of it. And so as a result of that, the perpetual motion might push them into doing something they're not supposed to do. Another thing that you can do uh, with respect to a shop that you're doing business with is um, ask them to show you. Show me what a bad motor mount looks like. Show me what my mass airflow sensor looks like. Show me where it's at. Um, It's okay to do that. It's okay to ask them, can I go into the shop and see the brake pads that you're saying that are metal to metal? That's okay. Some of us have signs. I don't, but some of us have signs that says, you know, my insurance company doesn't let you into the shop. Um... I've talked to a lot of insurance companies, and, and that typically isn't the case. Most policies say that you must be a accommodate or you must be accompanied by. That's the word I'm looking for. Accompanied by someone from the shop. So typically, you walk out with us. There's no problem. So to have you go out there and wander around and help the technicians and smoke cigarettes around guys that are doing fuel pumps is not going to happen at most shops <laughs> for obvious reasons. But in the 70s, it used to be that way. In the 70s, I'll tell you a story. The worst situation in the 70s and in the 80s and into the 90s was the, the, the elderly gentlemen, the older guys, like I am now, but the older guys would bring their cars in on a Saturday or a Friday or whatever, whatever day it was. And they'd go into the shop and they'd stand there and help the technician um, uh, do the oil change. And they would ask 100 questions, but the thing that used to drive most of us crazy is this, and you won't even, you couldn't guess this for if I waited here for two weeks. The old guys would pull their keys out of their pocket, and they would start picking rocks out of the tread of the car, of the tire, which which left a significant amount of gravel on the bay floor that had to be swept up sometimes later. So we called them tire pickers. And uh, <laughs> not nose pickers, but tire pickers, okay? The idea is, is that that would just drive us crazy. Please keep your keys in your car. We don't want all your rocks all over the bays. We have to sweep them up. So it's okay that the rocks aren't going to hurt. If you go down and get on the freeway about 70, most of those rocks will fly off in a heartbeat. So those are the kinds of issues that uh, that we used to have. We we also used to have, in the in the old days, we also had... Uh, most of the old guys had some idea about something, and, and I'll tell you one of them that I heard at least three times a week. Pennsylvania oil, Pennzoil, Pennsylvania oil. That was the reason you have sludge. It's because you use Pennsylvania oil. That was it. Then there was a lot of other myths that was perpetuated by word of mouth, because back in the 70s, we didn't really have the Internet. It's worse now than it was then. 
but everybody, Delco battery? I don't want a Delco battery. My neighbor says they're the worst ones in the world. I want this, right? Interstate, or I want, uh, you know, a Napa or whatever. Never mind that they're all made, 89% of all the batteries in the United States that are installed in the car are made by the same company. Your battery has a different tag. It can have a Walmart tag, a Costco tag. It can have a Firestone tag. It can have a Napa tag, but it all came from the same bowling alley. And uh, I want you to picture this. I want you to picture 100 lanes of bowling alley, but they're tilted towards you. They're not flat, but they're tilted towards you. All right, now think about, and I'll pick a battery that most guys know about, 7850 or 7860. 78 is the model number, 5060 is how many months it's warranty. It's a typical General Motors battery. Or a Ford 24F, um, those are ones that we use. So picture that there's uh, 300 lanes, and the same battery is coming down every single lane, but each lane has its own tag. So they're doing a run of 7850s, and... That 7850 is coming down 300 bowling lanes that are tilted towards you. And and as they go through this machine, they're putting a tag on it. <laughs> and so it's kind of hard. Um, I think most of us usually have somebody who's going to take good care of us and our customers. So there's a lot of us that sell different brands of batteries, but we're more interested in the customer service side than the price of the battery or who's tag is on it doesn't make any difference so for you hopefully it doesn't either we're going to take a break and we're going to come back in probably about three minutes let's face it we love alexa and we love to let her find your favorite radio station this one of course but she could find us easier if we taught her a simple skill to get started simply say alexa enable the patriot phoenix skill after she confirms you can then say alexa play the patriot phoenix that's all you have to do and alexa will learn how to find us you can listen to us through your amazon echo echo show echo dot and amazon tap devices alexa what's your favorite radio station that's easy intelligent talk 960 the patriot phoenix body works is a family-owned and operated collision repair facility that opened in 1982 That's over 35 years ago, helping family and friends with their collision repair needs with unparalleled honesty, integrity, and quality. We have grown into the finest collision repair facility in the Valley of the Sun. We are located on 19th Avenue, one half block north of Deer Valley Road. We're open Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. and on Saturdays from 9 a.m. to 12 noon for estimates. Give us a call at 623-582-1434 or visit our website at www.phxbodyworks.com, view our YouTube video, or read our Yelp reviews. Remember, it's your vehicle, and you decide who repairs your vehicle, not the insurance company. We work with all insurance companies on your behalf and eliminate the stress of dealing with the repairs. We are not beholden to the insurance company. At Phoenix Body Works, we work for you. Ultimate Decisions, Prager, Elder, Hewitt, and Sebastian Gorka. September 13th, we tackle the major issues surrounding our country. Hugh Hewitt moderates a panel on national security, radical Islam, and crime with former Deputy Assistant to President Trump, Sebastian Gorka, Zudi Jasser, and Maricopa County Attorney Bill Montgomery, experts on the most important issues facing us today. Are we on the right track, the wrong track, and where do we go from here? And for the main event, the Patriots' own Hugh Hewitt, Larry Elder, and Dennis Prager hit the stage to talk about Arizona's crucial Senate race, national races, and the greatest threats facing our country today. Ultimate Decisions, September 13th at Scottsdale Center for the Performing Arts. 
Get your tickets now. General admission, preferred seating, and exclusive VIP meet and greet tickets, which include the best seats in the house, all available at 960thepatriot.com. Info, tickets, and more. 960thepatriot.com. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. When I grow up, I want to be a glass countertop in a new home. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's best birthday present. When I grow up, I want to be a football stadium. When I grow up, I want to be a warm place on a cold day. When I grow up, I want to be a fancy backsplash. I want to be a bike that races around the when country. When I grow up, I want to be a bench on a forest when I trail. Grow up, I want to be a rocking chair on when a I sunny up, porch. I want to be a skyscraper. I want to be a... 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 When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. A public service advertisement brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. Patriot app tip number two. Set the Patriot as an alarm clock. Open the app, click in the upper right-hand corner, and select Alarm Clock. It's that easy. And now you'll wake up to the Patriot. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. Patriot app tip number four. Want your voice heard? Email or leave a voice message straight from your Patriot app. Just open it up, click the upper left-hand corner, and select Email or Talk Back. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. Welcome back, everybody. 21 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem, and I'm on the phone, so I probably don't sound like I normally do, but we're having some uh, some technical problems, so to speak, and and uh, we're trying to figure those out. But uh, we're going to the old landline kind of thing, and we'll see what we can do about that for right now. Though let me tell you real quick about Automatic Transmission Exchange, which is in Phoenix and been there since 1968. If you ever driven up and down Washington at 40th Street on the north side of the road, you're going to see a transmission shop that's been there since 1968. These guys have been around from transmissions that we shifted with vacuum and we shifted with uh, throttle pressure all the way to the new computerized ones that you have today where the computer opens and closes solenoids to give you first, second, third, fourth, and fifth, and sixth gear. But automatic transmission exchange, we call it ATE. Um, is capable of all of that from finding a drivability problem with a transmission all the way to a small leak, all the way to a complete overhaul. So if you have a problem, they'll drive your truck or your car for free and give you some kind of an idea of what to do next. That's Automatic Transmission Exchange in uh, Phoenix. And let's go to the phone. Carl, good morning to you. How can I help you? Good morning, Mark. Uh, we've got a 2008 Dodge Ram, uh, 5.7 liter Uh few days ago, went out to uh, start the vehicle. It ran great up to this point. Go out to start the vehicle, turn the key, maybe let go of the key, and it just kept cranking, 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 cranking. I'm like, uh-oh, problem. So shut it off, try it again. Crank, 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 shut it off. Wait a few minutes, go crank it, and then it starts. And I'm like, okay, well, I had to get somewhere, so I'm like, I'm just going to risk it and go do what I had to do. Uh, get to the location, shut the vehicle off, and I thought, I'm going to start it, see if it'll start. It started right up, not a problem. But check engine light came on, so I figured, well, after I'm done doing what I'm doing, I'll 
run by uh, AutoZone, have them throw the uh, thing on, see what uh, it's it, uh, coded through. Through two codes, uh, I, before I went to AutoZone, I did a quick internet search and figured it might be a crankcase uh, sensor. So I get the crankcase sensor. The other thing that their code said was uh, coil spark plug possibility. Figuring that can't be the issue. So I get the crankcase sensor, change it out, go to start it, boom, starts right up. Thinking, okay, great, that fixed the problem. Go out, drive around uh, the block, and then I get up to speed about uh, 65 miles an hour and you know pushing the accelerator but it won't accelerate hard then the check engine light starts flashing at me you know saying you know it's warning you that you could cause damage you know catalytic converter and such bring it back go back on the internet hey uh, Bill, uh, Carl, we got to move we got to get to the end of this story pretty quick okay all right so uh so i do a search changed out the uh uh, tip M and thinking that it might have been one of the uh, uh, fuel relay module wasn't the issue. Still the same problem. Um, what's what's your uh, possible diagnosis? Well, I, I can't diagnose it any better than you can. Okay. Um, you've you've already spent a whole lot of more money than I would have charged you or any other shop would have charged you to diagnose it on the first in the first place. But right. you're wrong about just about everything you talked about. What you talked about is not industry standards, and the direction you went is not where any one of us would have gone. So the fuel injection control module is not an issue. Your starter solenoid stuck. That's It's stuck. It continued to crank. The crank sensor has nothing to do with that. You can take the crank sensor, you can cut the wires, you can take it out and put it in your pocket, and it has nothing to do with you cranking that motor over. When you let go of the key, the engine continued to crank. So the starter solenoid's bad, or the ignition switch is bad, which is quite different than the ignition lock where you put your key in. But depending on the year, making model, it could be the same thing. So the question would be, is it started and it ran perfectly. It started once, and then it was started for the rest of the time. How many miles are on your truck? Uh, 141,000. Okay. Well, I think the starter drive stuck because of the miles. I think the starter's all gooey inside, and when it finally started and you got it to shut off and then it started, I think when the starter was thrown back into the mouth of the starter, this, the the, the uh, solenoid and the starter drive is what I say because it's supposed to slide back and forth. I think it was shoved back there and it broke loose whatever trash or dirt or whatever it was. So at the very beginning, I would have suggested that you replace the starter and solenoid <laughs> and be done with it. Or if it's got a remote solenoid, and I don't know if your Dodge has one that sits on top of the starter or not, but your starter, if the solenoid is remote and it's not on top of the starter, then I would have just said replace that. But I can tell you right now, the fact that the starter and drive stayed engaged and you had the key off, has nothing to do with spark plugs. It has nothing to do with catalytic converter. Right. It has nothing to do with your FICM, your fuel injection control module. It has nothing to do with spark. It has nothing to do with that. You have something in the starter situation. Okay. So, what, what about the lack of power though? At uh, you know sixty five, it just it literally when I put the pedal to the floor, nothing. It just it it will accelerate, but not like it kicks in. You know uh, the extra power that I normally would get. 
Is that well? Maybe that's that's unrelated, but it's probably related to some of the work that you've done. <laughs> but it's not related to the initial problem. Now, obviously, and and the check engine light, Billy, the check engine light's flashing on an '09 Dodge. It just means the problem's present right now. And yes, and, and it's flashing related to a misfire. Yeah, it's a misfire. Okay. The reason why we can't talk to Billy right now and put him on the radio is because we're on the phone. But um, the flashing light indicates that it's typically some kind of a misfire. And they're telling you that you, the misfire could cause the catalytic converter to be covered up with uh, raw fuel, and that would cause the catalytic converter to melt down. So the problem exists now, and we don't want you to drive it. Now, as far as your misfire is concerned, if you didn't have a misfire before and you didn't have a check engine light flashing before, you got a 50-50 chance that you caused that problem because you didn't have it before. So now we'll forget it to run and, and drive and start every time, and, and, and we're going to have to do something with the solenoid or the starter package. If the starter, again, the solenoid sits on top of the starter, replace them both. That's the easiest thing to do because we don't know if the solenoid hung up or we don't know if the starter drive on the shaft of the starter hung up. So just replace them both. At 140,000 miles, it's a good deal anyway. So as far as the misfire is concerned, after you do the starter, you're going to have to, while you do the starter, you're going to have to take the negative cable off of it. So during that period of time, we'll let the computer just settle down and, and wipe its memory clean. If you want to, you can take both cables off the battery. Did you hear both cables off the battery, touch them together for about 30 seconds, and then put the positive on first and the negative on second, and that will do what we call a reboot of the computer. If you don't have the problem, then then it was something that was temporary. If the problem is back, you got to go back and figure out what you did wrong. Anyway, thank you very much for calling. And, Matt, we're not going to be able to get to you um, right now. But we've got it. We're coming up in about thirty seconds on a uh, break that's about three and a half minutes long. So if you would stay there, I'd be happy to talk to you. So you're my next caller. We have open lines available at six zero two three one six zero. I almost gave him my cell phone number. <laughs> Don't do that. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. If you want to ask us a question, <laughs> you can. Now they know the first numbers in my <laughs> Anyway, again, 602-508-0960. My name is Mark Salem. It's about 1030, and we're having some technical problems, but we're going to hopefully overcome them this break. Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint and it's waterborne paint so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. 
Attention Phoenix area, would you like the chance to earn dollars every month in consistent mailbox money? Well, listen to this. Actor Dean Kane, known as Superman on ABC's hit TV show, Lois and Clark, and now real estate investor with the National Real Estate Network, are giving away their riches in real estate kit for free to anyone who calls now. They will show you their formula for flipping houses in your spare time for potential profits. If you're interested in embarking on a new adventure and possibly changing your life, then you need to call right now. Call 1-800-360-7115 now to get your free riches in real estate kit. Call 800-360-7115 now and you'll also get free tickets to a live training event with a free meal, a free smartwatch, and a free flash drive loaded with vital information just for attending. Call 800-360-7115. That's 800-360-7115 for your free riches in real estate state kit a promise was made a promise that hit the beaches of normandy a covenant that split the skies over berlin a vow that captured iwo jima a promise was made a solemn oath that liberated soul a sacred trust that defended kaysan a pact that dug in in denang a contract that weathered tet a promise was made, a pledge that stormed the desert in Iraq, a bond that patrolled door-to-door -door in Fallujah, an IOU that braved IEDs in Kandahar. A promise was made to America's veterans, a promise we all must keep. DAV fights for all veterans and their families so they get the health care, financial benefits, and support they earned. If you're a veteran who needs help or you'd like to help us keep the promise, visit DAV.org. On the next episode of Recipes for Disaster. So we've got our neighbor Paul coming over tonight for a barbecue, which is why I prepared a delicious lemon rosemary steak marinade for my special collection of old family recipes. To make sure the steaks are extra, extra, extra tender, I left them marinating out on the counter overnight, just like Nana used to. Maria may mean well, but without food safety, it never ends well. Always thaw or marinate foods in the refrigerator at 40 degrees Fahrenheit or below. Or you could make your friends and family really sick. Maria's neighbor Paul didn't think twice about the steak he ate until he was presenting his company's financial forecast to the board. That's when a sudden bout of food poisoning made it explicitly clear that profits weren't the only thing on the rise. Watch Recipes for Disaster at foodsafety.gov. You'll learn the right steps as Maria does everything wrong. Brought to you by the USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council. All about that demon automobile in the middle. Monster with the polyglass wheels in result of the dream of Henry Ford. Talking about car repair, and you're more than welcome to be involved in the car repair. Uh, Gil, can you hear me okay? I can hear you, Mark. All righty. And is it too distorted, or should we should we go back to headsets, or should we can we stay here? Well, let's take a call and find out. Uh, we got Matt waiting for you. All righty, let's do that. Matt, good morning. How can I help you? Hey, Mark. Got a 2003 Honda CRV that. Runs, you know, fairly well all the time. It's just got one little issue that's just kind of annoying, which is if I get on it with a hard acceleration, 
instead of a smooth acceleration up, it kind of hesitates a little place, you know, a couple places here and there. It never quits. It never backfires. Never does anything. It's just like it gets off the throttle a little bit and then gets back into it. Okay, let me uh, just say real quick that we've got Bill here from 25th Street Auto. He came to do the show with me, but we we didn't want to hold the phone between our ears. <laughs> <laughs> and so he's going to chime in, and uh, and we're both going to help you. Uh, Bill, okay. off, off the top of your head, what do you think? You know, I like to, without proper diagnostic equipment, I like to find simple answers. And the first thing that came to my mind was we get mass airflow sensor uh, contamination. A little piece of fuzz on a sensor can confuse the computer and it won't know what to do and we get these hesitation kind of things. Of course, if you came into the shop, I'd, I'd say, well, let's go out for a test drive. We'll get kind of a seat of a pants feel for it so that we can focus what tests are necessary and which would be wasting your money. That's I, the first thing that came to my mind. And I like that. And, and another thing we can do, if once we duplicate it, we have to be able to duplicate it, Matt, in order to know that we can fix it. So if we duplicate it and we try repair A and we go drive it and it's still there, then we all know A didn't work. And what Bill's talking about is there's this small wire and all the air that goes into the engine goes by this little bitty wire that's about the size of a human hair or slightly larger. And it's got power and it glows kind of red hot. And as the air goes across it, obviously at idle, the air is small in pressure and in volume. But at wide open throttle, the air is sucking, your motor sucking big time air. The mass airflow sensor tells the computer what to, to trim the fuel at. So it knows the difference between idle and wide open throttle. I think the best description, Bill, of a mass airflow sensor that's dirty is like putting a jacket on the mass airflow sensor where it can no longer feel the air. Good example. Yeah, because the sensor works by measuring how much it is cooled by the volume of air going by it. So if it's wearing a jacket, it doesn't cool as much. <laughs> now, what about a fuel pressure regulator? What about a fuel uh, supply problem? A absolutely. Uh, I spent a lot of time at a Ford dealer, and all hesitations were about fuel supply. <laughs> it was either a restricted filter or a bad fuel pump. Oh, thanks for throwing me under the bus, Bill. Now I'm going to get a lot of Ford calls. Um, if fuel pressure, we're going to hook up a, a pressure gauge, something that you can't rent from the three-whisker kid at, at the auto parts store. Um, we're going to hook up a fuel pressure, and we're going to take it out for a drive. We want to see, let's pretend it's 40 pounds of pressure. We want to see 40 pounds of pressure, whether we're idling up slow or whether we're stomping the throttle and racing the, uh, the uh, CRV next to us, which you should not be doing, by the way, Matt. So we're gonna, we want that fuel pressure to be 40. Now, if the fuel filter's plugged up, the fuel pressure will trail off because the fuel pressure is not being delivered to the engine because the fuel filter's plugged up. So you can see that there's some diagnostics associated with this. We can also go and look at the scanner, and we can plug in, and the scanner's going to give us a series of numbers. Now, you're not going to know what the numbers mean unless you know what the numbers mean. And so Bill and I are looking for something that we already know what the numbers are, and every sensor has a different number. So on, let's just go to one to five, okay, Bill? Okay. One to five. One is idle, and five is wide open throttle. Okay. So if we go wide open throttle on your CRV, and the computer just gives us back a 3.2, and our foot is all the way on the floor, and we're looking at the mass airflow sensors chatter, then automatically we know something's wrong. Right. And, but, Go. And just like with those code numbers, 
you know what area. It's like what street the house is on, but you don't know which house it is. So we know that something's not right. Is it the bad mass or flow sensor? Is it got a jacket on? Mm-hmm. Does the air hose in between the sensor and the sucker, which is the engine, is there a crack in that and it's confusing it? A lot of these uh, erratic hesitations happen from the engine twist. It opens up a crack in that hose. And some of the air sneaks in that hole instead of going past the sensor. There's lots of things that can cause it. I mean, we don't know enough about this problem to know that it's not a transmission-related problem, although we've been talking a lot about fuel control. Right. And, and I like what you say. The, the thing of it is is that we need all the air that the, in, the engine inhales to be metered. But if we tear the boot, then we have unmetered air going in there. And so the computer's seeing this airflow, and it's going to adjust the fuel delivery at that point. And, and it's going to be wrong. But transmission now, if you manually shift that thing, it might make a difference if you manually shift it. So at the traffic light, you drop it all the way down to low, and you click it up yourself. See if that changes anything. If your problem is throughout that band, it's more likely than not than you have a fuel delivery or fuel problem. Now, Phil, real quick, what parameters are you going to quote on diagnostic of this, knowing full well you're going to check fuel pressure, you're going to check mass airflow performance, and you're probably going to check volume up and check a fuel filter. Well, at my shop, I do it a little differently. Since I don't know if the first thing I check is going to give me an answer and I'm going to stop running tests at that point, or if I'm going to be taking three steps, taking something else apart to, to do step number four, and then spending some more time on the road with two technicians and mobile diagnostic equipment, I just tell people, I'm going to stop and call you if we get more than $200. Okay, fair enough. And then if I, if I get done at 80 the customer's very happy with me. Yeah. If I call back and say, we're getting pretty deep here, and I'm going to warn you before I spend your money because I'm a compassionate guy, well, then they understand. But are you going to, are you going to fix it or are you going to charge me $200 and tell me you don't know what it is? When I do diagnostic <laughs> tests on your cars, I'm going to pay my technician, and uh-huh. I am going to pay, pay the, uh, the payment on that equipment I'm using. So there will be charges for it, whether you choose to fix your car or not. No, I want to know if you're going to give me a solution at, at the $200 mark. Are you going to know what it is, I, or are you going to tell me, here's your car back, I couldn't find it? I, I, I never met a car we couldn't fix. <laughs> okay, You know, fair. the impossible takes a bit longer, but we can fix it. It's my intention to well, call you before the, we get to the that. The airflow sensor is where I was thinking, so, you know, you just kind of confirm my direction of thought. Okay, and, and let me tell you the other side of the coin. I would have bid it from 75 to 150, and I would have told you I would have called you after 150 as well. On the bottom side, I'm setting the floor at 75 because I'm already thinking I'm going to be checking three circuits. I'm already thinking fuel pressure, fuel volume, and mass airflow control. And that doesn't include a test drive, which you're going to do with us. Now, wherever you take that, Matt, insist that they let you take a test drive with perhaps one of the technicians, but don't take a service rider. Try to avoid taking a service rider. Try to get somebody to let you take some, maybe somebody who's going to work on the car, but you cannot have them for 30 minutes. You take them around the block, demonstrate the problem, and get their butt back to the shop quick. Does that make sense? It does it almost every time. It, but, you know, it's only when I, when you really put your foot into it. The rest of the time, the car runs free. All right. Well, tell your wife to stop doing that, and we wouldn't have this problem to fix. Well, it's just me, and I do have a heavy foot that 
heavy hand when I'm on the motorcycle. I, I, I understand, Matt. I was just teasing you about that. Well, thank you very much. Mark, you stay right there because I'm two minutes past my break, and when I come back, you're going to be my first caller. Anybody else? 602 508 Now you have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Automotive was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB Online Directory. They're proud of their A-plus rating. Thunderbird Automotive has ASE certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Automotive offers a free courser inspection on every vehicle, the same one that some charge $49 for. They now offer a three-year, 36,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have to stop in to Thunderbird Automotive at 88th Avenue in Thunderbird, just west of the 101. For more information, visit them online at ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Or drive right in at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird, just west of the 101. Would you know what to do if you encounter a wrong-way driver? Let's hope you never find out. But if you ever do see a wrong-way driver coming at you, slow down, safely steer away, and get off the roadway. At night, drive defensively and be aware of what's ahead and around you. And if you see a sign warning of a wrong-way driver, safely move toward and take the next freeway exit on the right. Drive aware. Get there. Sponsored by the Arizona Department of Transportation in partnership with the Arizona Broadcasters Association and this station. You need a plan as you get closer to retirement. A plan that will take you from where you are now to the retirement you've always dreamed about. The first step on that path is to tune in to Retire Financially Fit with Phyllis every Saturday morning at 8. Your host is Phyllis Sachs-Pilvinas. She's the founder of PSP and Associates. You only retire once, but Phyllis helps people retire every day. Don't miss Retire Financially Fit with Phyllis every Saturday morning at 8 on 960 The Patriot. This is Jerry Boyer of Town Hall Finance for townhall.com. Recently, the government announced that last quarter the U.S. economy grew at 4.2%. That's more than two and a half times the average growth rate during the past 10 years. Predictably, critics of the president and his tax policies claim tax cuts had nothing to do with it. For them, it's just a coincidence that after a decade of stagnation, the economy just happened to perk up right after the tax cuts. Business profits have also spiked since the tax cuts, and take-home pay is up more than 5% in the last year. More coincidences? Or... Perhaps the tax cuts are actually working as intended, removing the punishing rates of taxation on profits, increasing output, creating more jobs, and higher pay rates for those jobs. It worked under Kennedy, Reagan, and G.W. Bush. Now it's working for Trump and for America. I'm Jerry Boyer. The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy, America's unique graduate leadership degree, offered on its most beautiful... So... I'm a dog, and I just got adapted by this new human guy, and I'm starting to wonder how he got along without me. I mean, okay, something as simple as walking around the block. He's got this leash thing, and he puts me on one end and him on the other, and I'm just taking him around. I I think he's afraid of getting lost. Without that leash and me guiding him along, I don't think he'd find his way back home. But it's kind of cute. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and (laughs) theshelterpetproject.org. Hey, there he is. How's it going? I'm having a stroke. Are you going to shake my hand or what? I'm having a stroke. Wow, you're not even moving your arm. I'm having a stroke. Are you okay? I'm having a stroke. 
Your face looks weird, too. I'm having a stroke. Are you having a seizure or something? I'm having a stroke. When someone is having a stroke, they may not be able to say it with words, but their body language will tell you loud and clear. I'm having a stroke. You just need to know the sudden signs. Look for FAST, F-A-S-T. F, face drooping. A, arm weakness. Or S, speech difficulty. Then T, time. Time to call 911 immediately. Because the sooner they get to the hospital, the sooner they'll get treatment. And that can make a remarkable difference in their recovery. Know the sudden signs. Face, arm, speech, time. Spot a stroke fast. Visit strokeassociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. It's easy to take a day for granted. You and your family are connected by routine and you stick to it. But what if a disaster strikes without warning? What if life as you know it has completely turned on its head? What if your day's routine is disrupted and you can't reach your family? Have you planned for that? Before a disaster turns your family's world upside down, it's up to you to be ready. Get a kit. Make a plan. Be informed. Today. Learn how at www.ready.gov. Ready.gov. This message brought to you by the Federal Emergency Management Agency and the Ad Council. America, welcome home the brave. The brave men and women who serve their country are coming home. Home to their cities and towns. Home to their mountains and valleys. Home to their families and friends. Home to America. Some of these warriors are coming home with wounds you can see, and some with wounds you can't see, like post-traumatic stress disorder. Wounded Warrior Project was created to provide the support these wounded veterans need to ensure their return to America is well-adjusted and successful. But we need your help to ensure that our mission is a success. Help us honor and empower these wounded warriors. Contact us at findwwp.org. America, welcome home the brave. Hey kids, let mom help with your science project. This new mom wants her kids' science project to thrive. Too bad she hasn't cracked a science book since 1985. A metathesis reaction? Compounds, mixtures, and elements. Even this baking soda volcano is too big of an experiment. Whoa. Now she's completely forgotten the periodic table. Now she's burning a hole through the kitchen table. Burning with science. But her kids' love for the mom is truly transparent. Proof you don't have to be perfect to be the perfect parent. Don't tell Dad. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of siblings in foster care will take you just as you are. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Welcome, everybody. 50 the hour of 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. Sitting next to me is Billy. 
from 25th Street Auto, 25th Street and Indian School. Morning, everybody. And and Bill Conium. Am I getting that right? You got that right. Okay, it took right. you a few years. I you know. Right. I know. Salem's easy. Conium's not. Okay. <laughs> and Bill is probably in my top three diagnostic experts in the entire valley. Um, I, I'm not even on my own list. Although I, my wife thinks I should, but then again, that's just my wife. But when we talk about diagnosticians, we're talking about Bill at 25th Street Auto, and we're also talking about Larry Harker's at 38th Avenue in Indian School. Bob and Ellen run Larry Harker's Auto. It's been open since 1967. Bob's the kind of guy, just like Billy, sitting next to me, that you can wave the red flag in front of them and say, nobody in town can fix this. And usually that'll get the hair on the back of their neck standing up, and uh, they'll say, okay, I'm pretty sure I can. And, and historically, both Bill and uh, Larry, uh, uh, Bob from Larry Harker's Auto, they've been able to pull that off. So if you're on the west side of town, then Larry Harker's Auto is a great place for oil changes all the way to a heavy-duty diagnostics. Billy's on the east side, 25th Street and Indian School, and Harker's is on the west side, 38th Avenue and Indian School. Hey, you're both on Indian School, right? Yes, sir. Oh, that's easy enough. But nevertheless, it's Larry Harker's Auto, 38th Avenue and Indian School. Let's go to the phones. Mark, good morning. How can we help you? Hi, Mark. Can you hear me? Yes, sir, if we can. Okay. Um, first, of all, first off, I want to tell you how much I enjoy your show and how around Christmas time you and Renee go out and get those gifts and uh, fill out the list and all that, um, I, I, it always warms my heart to hear a local guy uh, do all that. Uh, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. I want you to speak up just a little bit more, but yes, I heard you, and thank you for the okay. compliment. You can't imagine. Folks, what we're talking about is we're talking about a group that I'm involved in called the Secret Santa Club. We collect money from business people all over the, the Phoenix area, and we identify, like last year we did a rest home, and we went in, and we paid in advance to have the ladies have their fingernails done and their hair done. We paid the guys to have their hair cut. Um, we provided presents, and, and Bill sitting next to me here, you wouldn't believe that the number one thing they ask for with respect to something personal is a stuffed animal really? at, or a blanket. Those are the two things that we hear a lot about. But uh, it's not that we're special or Mark Salem special. It's the group that supports the Secret Santa Club. And as you know, 100% of the money is donated, goes towards um, either a kid or a family. Um, we pick something virtually every year, or in last year's case, it was a rest home. So, But thank you very much for that, Mark. Gives me goosebumps hearing you say that again. I know in a couple months I'll be hearing, hearing it again. Yep. Uh, my question involves a 2012 GMC Acadia, 110,000 miles. My problem only becomes apparent when the outside temperature is around 100 plus. And my problem, my symptom is that at a stop, when I accelerate easily with that proverbial egg between my foot and the throttle, it hesitates. And then it lurches forward, uh, not severely, but it bugs me. And I have a lot of people in my car, and I don't like to see their heads 
bobbing around and all that. Uh, I, I drove 100 miles today. It was well below 100 degrees, and it ran perfectly. But once it gets to about 100 degrees, I get this. And I'm curious what to what your thoughts might be. Okay. I think my thought is, is I don't want to chase the 100 degree because the answer to the question on why that 100 degree is the line will be answered once I fix the problem. So I don't know if I've got some electronics that's temperature sensitive, but I think it's a real bad idea to go after the 100. Let me explain. Billy, I think you'll agree with me on this, that we're going to plug a scanner into this on a day it's 105, and we're going to go drive this thing, and we're going to look for some electronic, and how many numbers of, of sensors, inputs, and outputs we're going to look at, and we're going to look for some abnormality. Right. Looking for something to be out of the norm. Right. And and, and that's where the gray-haired guy comes in, because we know that we're, we, we really need to see a five when we're hard accelerating, and so if we see a two and a half, we got a problem. We also know all the numbers because everything comes in the number. The, the software will convert it to a guess, but the number tells you everything you need to know. And so, so many times the code in the computer, like Billy said, and I'm going to stretch his out a little bit. He said, you know the street, but you don't know the house number. Well, a code is really, you know what city it's in. Yeah. It's in Cleveland, but you got to find the, the street and the house and the zip. And that's what diagnostic is all about. What part of town do you live in, Mark? Right next to Air Park Auto. Okay. <laughs> and so I'll go there. <laughs> uh, I'm 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 going to send you over to Blackwell at 40th and Greenway. Oh. Okay. Um, Air Park Auto recently sold, and the young man that bought it doesn't qualify to be on our list, although he's a very nice guy. Uh -huh. And um, he applied, but we turned him down because we have parameters, and he didn't fit in the parameters until he's more experienced. And right. so I'm going to send you to a guy that's close by, 40th Street and uh, Greenway, um, and I know that Blackwell can fix your car. Um, Tom, Tom is a, a little bit crazy, but um, every once in a while when he gets hit in the head, it recenters his gyroscope, and, and he'll be pretty good. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right, I'll do that, Mark. Okay, all right. And and your your faith in Air Park was really good when Nadine and Stacy owned it, but we have new owners. We have yeah. a whole new philosophy, and we also have a, a facility that has two other shops that assigned to it, and we don't do chains because there's no way we can guarantee the chains. And in addition to all of that, we have a whole new staff. So um, we're, we're and, and we've done this before. We're not picking on a particular shop. We've done this right. before. All righty. Thank you, Mark. Well, thank you very much. Uh, I, I would like to say I've taken three cars there um, within the last year for mostly oil changes, but there was a starter uh, and all that, and they were fine, absolutely fine. I don't know when the change came, but uh, I took your advice, and I went there, and I, that's where I'm going to go for routine stuff because they're close, and they're clean, and they're very nice. Okay. Well, good. I'm, I, and I'm not going to dissuade you whatsoever. The transaction occurred, I think, less than four or five months ago, but I'm not sure. Okay. And so it's just it's under management, different, and um, and 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 I I said my piece. But thank you very much, Mark. Yep. Thank you very much. Okay, bud.
Thank you. Right. And right. Gil, do we have anybody else? Oh, we're going to take a break. We'll be back in a minute. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. Salem. 